Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. My dear friends, welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes, and I'm thrilled you're with us today. As you know, if you've been sharing these visits with me for a little while, I've spent my life investigating the afterlife and the greater reality in which all of it happens, including, of course, this reality. But I've heavily favored all the happy stuff. I'm sorry, I'm a sissy. And luckily, nearly all the news really is happy, but there are some phenomena kind of here and there around the edges which are a little less happy and nothing nothing dreadful there's no uh, satan overriding everything nothing like that but still some things it would be good to know about so you can perhaps better avoid them and recently our guest here was brian allen who's the author of project phenomena evaluating the paranormal lovely book and editor of phenomena magazine he's all the way from the uk um and, and you'll love the way his voice sounds some of the phenomena he and i talk talked about that day were interesting but kind of in the not so lovely area and consequently after that episode aired widely i began to hear from people who found some of what we had said that day kind of troubling so i've asked brian to come right back to seek reality after only six weeks so we could talk about something i believe has never before been a seek reality topic which is negative entities if they're real then let's talk about them and attack them head on let's discuss what they are what they can do what they can't do and how people can protect themselves from influences of negative entities so our guest this week all the way from the united kingdom is once again brian allen he's the author of 12 books about the paranormal and he's another terrific white crow books author let's give john beecher a plug he's the publisher at white crow books and he's assembled a wonderful worldwide family of authors in the field of afterlife and non-material studies Barring none, they are the best. Our friends Victor and Wendy Zamet's book, A Lawyer Presents the Evidence for the Afterlife, is from White Crow Books, as are Michael Tim's books and a host of other really good books from some of the authors that I most admire. That White Crow Imprimatur actually is kind of a a good housekeeping seal, you might say, on any book in this field. I've never read a book from John's publishing house that I thought was less than really great. So Brian Allen is with us today, and we're going to talk first about some of the spooky stuff, mainly to show you how you can best avoid it. And then stay tuned, because we're going to be talking about something wonderful, the Skull Experimental Group, which was a late 90s effort at afterlife communication that met a rather untimely end. We'll talk about what happened there. But while it was underway, Skoll gave us definitive, definitive proof that our lives continue. This is something which if you don't know about the Skoll experiment, you really need to read more about it. So Brian's going to talk about that as well. Brian, welcome. I'm so glad you're right back with us today. Hey, Roberta, really, I'm glad and thank you very much for asking me. Just briefly, in case people didn't hear your first interview, which was really just a few weeks ago, could you tell us again how you kind of got interested in this field? Oh, yeah, well, um, you could say that I've been interested since I was like two and a half, two years old, when I had my first encounter with something that uh, that I saw uh, just, as, a, as a two-year-old. Wow. And that, that image, I think I told you at the time, I saw this thing when I was lying in a cot, lying in my cot, looking at this thing, and it was looking at me. 
<laughs> and it was as, yeah seriously, and it was as real as as real as real. Um, I once talked to a psychologist about this, and he said it was a hypnagogic hallucination. It would actually have been hypnopompic because he had it the wrong way around because I was waking up and going to sleep. He said it was a hallucination. It wasn't. This thing was real. And I guess it wasn't paranormal in the sense of being a ghost and you could see through it and stuff like that. This thing was about four foot high. It was dressed head to foot in green. It was, oh, yeah, it was a really, leprechaun! You saw a leprechaun! Listen, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be surprised at anything I saw that particular morning. But uh, this thing was four foot high, dressed in a one-piece tight-fitting green suit. The thing I did notice about it in particular was its belt, because the belt was more like a device than a belt, because where the buckle should have been, it was like a small machine of some sort. Anyway, this thing was looking at, this thing was looking at me, I was looking at it. It didn't frighten me, and I just went back to sleep. I woke up again, I'd gone. But that, I guess, gave me the the insights and it gave me the interest to, to, to keep looking at this stuff. And I've done it literally all my life. Wow. Well, that, I, I do remember the story because I remember that I also blurted, wow, it was a leprechaun. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, I, I think that this sometimes is the case. If people are susceptible, they have a very early experience. It sticks with them. Mine happened oh, yeah. at the age of eight, but um, I was still, you know, pretty, I was a child. And it does, It really, it feels as if it just happened yesterday. It really never goes away. And I think it does spur us to do this work. So, so how did you get into doing um, research on the paranormal? Okay, well, um, I guess I was a kind of an armchair expert for quite a number of years. I guess about 30 years ago, um, I was more or less an armchair expert. I would read uh, all the factual stuff that I could lay my hands on. Until finally, I said, well, i got to get my feet wet in this. And, and, and I started going out uh, I got in, t- in touch with a local group. Uh, and uh, you know, was taken on board with them. I, I went out in cases that UFO cases, uh, abduction cases, um, hauntings, investigating hauntings, poltergeist stuff like that. Yeah, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I guess well, my wife and I started up our own small group. Pardon me. And um, it all took off from there. So I would say that although I've been interested all my life, in the past, say, 30 or 35 years, I've done it actually hands-on. Although, to be fair, as far as the active stuff goes now, there gets to be a point, especially when you're supposedly investigating, inverted commas, paranormal cases, when... you don't. It's all this. It's the same phenomenon, but dressed up in a different form. Put it that way. It's just. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just wearing a different jacket. So it gets to the point where, where you know, you're not going to learn anything more from it. So unless I'm specifically asked out in a case, and I very, very occasionally am, and I will go out if I'm asked for help. I don't go seeking it anymore, and uh, I'm just quite happy to to write about it and, and talk about it anyone, to anyone that's willing to listen. Basically, yeah. you know. You know, I, I think it's very important to for people to start to get the whole picture, yeah. because we, everyone we know that the dead speak to us. I oh, mean, yeah. almost everybody I talk to or hear from um, has stories to tell about this or that loved one and how they communicated or still do. Um, in fact, something new in the last couple of years is I'm starting to hear from widows whose husbands come to them in the night for mm-hmm. physical, you know, relations. Do you sure, remember yeah, yeah, that? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You do. Oh my goodness! It was so new to me. Made me blush in the beginning, but apparently this is common stuff. Um, well, uh, uh, well, 
I would say that um, it might not necessarily be their husbands. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, dear. Are you serious? I'm not. I'm absolutely serious. It could be an incubus. Um, Even though it but, looks like the husband, it sounds and is very much like the husband? Well, I'm not saying it's not. But what I'm saying, oh. it, it doesn't necessarily have to be. It could be an incubus. And these things, they are out there, along along with a lot of other negative entities, which is something that I'd like to talk about to you, if you wish. Yeah, I, I think we'd better get into that. Please explain, explain what an incubus is, and then maybe tell us what are some of the other things that... Um... Well, 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 the incubus, these are all creations, if you like, of, of the medieval Catholic Church. Uh-huh. I suspect that the incubus... Was was seen as a male uh, spirit, if you like, that, that sought relations with females, whereas the succubus was a female spirit that that, that sought uh, relations with with, with, with male uh, people, with males. Really? And I rather, uh, yeah, I rather suspect this was because of well, what is sometimes called nocturnal emissions uh-huh. um, in men, and I suspect that since the Catholic priests were supposed to be celibate. And therefore, you know, there's no natural release. I suspect that, that they, like any other man, would have nocturnal emissions. And and because this was seen as being a very bad thing rather than a natural function, right. the church had to, had the church had to blame it on something. So I guess... Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So I guess they blamed it on, on spirits, you know, seducing them in the night. But again, that, that's one of these things. But these things definitely are out there. Um I'm just trying to remember that there was a very good picture, a good film from back about the 1980s, 19, about the 1980s. Uh, the, 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 it was about a woman that, that was repeatedly seduced by, by an entity. Uh, was, or was it Barbara Hershey was in it, I think? I oh, think, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, I think she was in it, and, and she played the woman that was affected. The, the name's gone, I can't remember what the name of the film was, but, but it was about this very thing. But as regard these negative entities, not just on the sexual side, but, but on, on the general side, I too have have been affected by them. I've attracted them to me. Um, there was one that, that I, I, can't, I don't think I, I spoke about this the last time, but in the course of writing one of my books, I had just finished a chapter on the book. It was getting close to being, you know, getting close to it. I, I was up to about seventy thousand words, and that, that's usually enough for me for a book. Uh-huh. So, um, so. I'd just finished researching this particular chapter, and I just finished writing the chapter, and literally just hit the, the, the full stuff on the keyboard, and I went cold in a microsecond. But it wasn't from the outside in; it was from the inside out. I just went absolutely frozen cold, and I went, "Oh no, not again!" Because this has happened to me before. Oh, now, yeah, what what I'd, what I'd been researching was the black mass, and I'd gone into some depth, and what I'd succeeded in doing was because if you like had been gazing into the abyss and when you start gazing into the abyss the abyss gazes right back at you that's true yeah that's right and i think something had just dropped by to let me know it was there now i sat for a few seconds and i said i'm I'm, I'm thinking get out go away leave me alone yes and i just I, i warmed up and i felt okay well a little bit later on well that night in point in fact my wife and i are in bed and it's about two in the morning. Then all of a sudden, I woke up, and it wasn't like just a graduate. I was bang. I was awake. I was wide awake. 
and I realised my wife was wide awake as well and we could hear something scratching on the walls it was scratching on the ceiling it was scratching on the floor we could feel in the upstairs bedroom you know the two upstairs rooms the, the, the two bedrooms and a sort of toilet up the stairs they're both empty because the kids have long gone you know they're, they're just empty rooms now but um, we could hear hear furniture getting bumped about. Something was bumping and furniture moving it around. So, and I can honestly say, hand in heart, Roberta, seriously, I was frozen with fear. Oh, sure. Ter- yeah, yeah, I was terrified because I knew I'd brought this into the house. So my wife and I laid there, terrified to move, for, I guess, for about three quarters of an hour. And gradually, the sounds, the scratching, the bumping all went away. And uh, it all died off and eventually went back to sleep. Well, my wife went out to work and I get up. You know, we both get up and we have breakfast and stuff. My wife went to work. So I went around every room in the house and cleansed it. And I made sure that every single room in my house, every door, window, every part of every room, attic, everything were, were cleansed. Pardon me. And uh, fortunately, it's never come back. And that will be about, I guess, four or five years ago. Part, pardon me, and, and I haven't had any trouble since. But prior, uh, uh, there was an, an, uh, a point, there was a, uh, an encounter, shall I say, a few years prior to that. It was one of the cases that really took me off the fence as far as the existence of an afterlife went. I'd been out on an exorcism, if you will, uh, with a couple of good psychics in a little hotel, a little old hotel that dates back, I think the original building dates back to the 1700 or 1680, something like that. And would located an entity that was on a staircase in this in, in this in this uh, old hotel, and the two mediums get rid of it. They managed to send it back because it was a child. It was a woman that had thrown herself down. down she'd actually thrown herself down, down the staircase. Uh, she'd killed herself in the staircase, but she was pregnant at the time. Oh. And and what, yeah, what actually happened was that that that, that the um. The two mediums reunited the spirit of the woman with, with her dead baby, and she just went. She just left, and, oh. and that yeah, it was incredible. That's it, kind of beautiful, actually. It, it was absolutely. It was. It was beautiful because you could actually feel the tension on that staircase. It just drained away like water running out of a tap. Oh. You could feel the. It was like the whole building went ah. It just yeah, sighed. of course, yeah? of yeah. course. Okay, well. People are asking two questions, which I I want to make sure we get answered. The first is when you say you cleansed. Mm-hmm. The um, the area. What did you do? I mean, when you're if you have if you think there's been some bad thing in the house, what do you do to cleanse it? Do you use sage or what do you use? No, I, I don't. I don't smudge them out because it stinks the house out too much, frankly. Yeah, but, yeah, but uh, what I tend to do is I use salt and water. And you don't ever have any fixed form of prayer. Or, there, there's nothing religious involved in this. You just tell them to get out. Yeah, and and you make it very very clear if you want to cuss and swear, cuss and swear. If it makes you feel any better, <laughs> See, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm being absolutely serious here, Roberta. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not pulling the wool over your eyes here. No, Me, I know. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm not a particularly religious person, so um, I tend to just tell them to get out. This get out of this house. Get out of my house in this case, or if it's yeah. someone else's house, I tell them to get out of the house. You're only upsetting the people, and, and besides these things, I've got no right to be here. And it's only through us that it's only through us through us that they get here in the first place. So uh, I, I went around every room in the house. Uh, well, on 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 that occasion, when this thing had visited us in the night, and I actually told it to get out. I sprinkled every every window, every window sill, every door, front door, back door, the whole thing, every room, sprinkled with a few, a few drops of of salt and water. 
and um, and just asked it to get out. Unfortunately, it, it has never come back. But but the first time this happened to me, as I said, was in this hotel. That something had attached itself to me, and come back to the house with me. And the reason I found out about this was that a couple of days later, for no reason at all, I walked in the front door, walked in the living room, and there was a stench. And the stench was clearly defined. It was about the size, of, I guess, of an oil drum. It was, you know, you could walk through it and out the other side. I mean, it wasn't oh. all through the house yet. It was com- oh. just, it was completely located, located right in front of, of, of my front, inside the front, the, the living room door. And that's where it was, and it was a foul stench. And my wife noticed it, and I, I saw her looking at me, and I said, "Yeah, I said I think I brought this back." Oh well, okay. May I just say one little thing here? You're married to a saint. She is. This, oh, she is. This Absolutely. woman allows you to to do this work, bring this stuff back, and that's scared to death. Lies there with you for three quarters of an hour, scared yeah. to death of all the noises, and yeah, she yeah. stays with you. I hope yeah, you give her very her. nice. Yeah. Very nice Valentines and birthday presents. Because oh, I do. She's heard them. Oh, wow. I swear to God, uh, Roberta, the, 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 the woman is an absolute anchor for me. She, she's been my anchor in a, in, a, in a lot of occasions, and she keeps my feet really on the ground. And, and you know, I, I just couldn't live without her. But, but that's another story. But anyway, yes. I'll, I'll leave that for the time being. Well, the thing is that this thing is in the house, and it's stinking the place out. Or it's in this tightly located, this tightly area of stench. Well, my wife had gone out to do a bit of babysitting because you know, my, my, my grandkids were a lot younger then. And um, I, was stu- I stood in the kitchen and I'm looking back in the living room and I said, right, you've got to get out of here because you're frightening my kids. You're gonna, you, so you're going to frighten my grandkids. You're, you're alarming my wife. I want you to go and I want you to go now. Well, all of a sudden the stench turned up in the kitchen. It moved and it moved into the oh. kitchen. Yeah, oh. and uh, it, again, it was in a tightly, you know, a tightly focused area. And I said, right, I said, get out and get it now. Do not come back. You have no option. I said, get out, get out now. And it was like flicking a light switch. It went bang, smack, gone. It just went like that. Why My was it a stench? Wh- it, it, it was. It was like it was like sewage. For want of a better word, it was oh, like sewage. Wow. It, it was that. It wow. was really that bad. But but this is what these entities can smell like. Anyway, um, it went, and my wife came back into the house, and she said, "Oh, it's gone." I said, "Yeah, yeah, I, I had a word. <laughs> I had a word with it, and then yeah. it left." And unfortunately, nothing has ever come back into the house since. In fact, I've had I've had psychics and mediums come into the house, and actually say, "Tell me that this is the most psychically neutral house they've ever been in," which because is great. Yeah. Which, which is absolutely great. There's nothing good, nothing bad. There's just, the house is just flat, empty, calm. It's just a peaceful house. And in fact, with people from Ireland staying with us a couple of weeks back, a guy called Barry Fitzgerald and his wife had come across. And and, and Barry and his wife, they made the same comment about the house. It was one of the most peaceful houses I've ever been in. And which I suppose is, is a nice thing to say because it's a nice house. I mean, the house was built in 1785. And you know, so it's been around a long time. There's a lot yes. of stuff happened in it, but we've been able, I've been able to calm it down. So anyway, anyway, there well, you I, go. That's but the, now, the, everyone, please understand. Um, <laughs> Brian does this work. He attracts. You're not. You're not going to have these things happen to you unless you court them. But yes. when when you look into the, isn't that true? Well, when yep. you look into the abyss, or when you call in these entities, or if you play with with uh, negative uh, ideas like Satanism and stuff like that, you will absolutely have some awful experiences. Oh, for sure. Um, I'm going to ask 
Brian to talk about some of the, what the sort of major types of negative entities are. But first, I'm just going to remind you of what that negative energy is. Nothing that exists except what we experience in a dim way as human consciousness. Consciousness exists in a range of vibrations. We've talked we've talked about this this last time. From the highest, which is perfect love, to the lowest, which is abject fear, hatred, anger, negativity, all the worst emotions are at the lowest level. Well, these entities are negative because they're vibrating at such a low level, and many of them feed on fear. So what they're trying to do is scare you. You'll be afraid, and it feeds them. I don't understand the mechanism, but that's what I've been told. And what would you like to add? Anything you'd like to add to that? Sure. Well, uh, what you're actually talking about is psychic vampires. Because that is the, the, the term that's been laid on them, the psychic vampire, and it just about yes. fits what they are as well. That you're quite right, of course, that um, they will feed up, feed up, they will frighten you to make you frightened, so that you'll generate this negative energy which they which they feed on. So they keep they, they keep feeding it back into you to keep, so they keep like a like a cycle going. Keep you oh. frightened, keep them fed, and, and and they're happy. So the only way that you can you can break that. Is by just tell me, or, or if you can't do, get somebody else in the house that can. Tell me, get out, and and just just make sure they leave the house. But you, you've got to change your mindset as well because there's no two ways about it. The more often you engage with these sort of things, because bear in mind that these things that come out of the pit, they are not human, never have been human either. For want of a better word, you call them demons, if you like, although demons is, is a term that can also be translated as teacher, which is quite quite strange as well. No, but, that's strange, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, you could call them demonic in nature, which is, again, is just a, just a handle, just a title. Negative entities, or, or lower astral entities, is, is another term I've heard used, yes. yep. which, which is extremely accurate, that, that I've, had, I've encountered them as well. But fortunately, some, in some instances, I've actually had very good mediums working with me at the time who were able to deal with that aspect of it, and it never actually so bothered us at any time. But yeah, the, the, these things can and do latch onto you. It's, the, there is no real protection. You know, I've heard them say, no, imagine yourself surrounded by, by an aura of blue light is one, or white light sometimes. Yes. But blue, blue, blue light usually. And that seems to work. I don't know if the sense that um, blue 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 has its own frequency. If you want, I think they yes. actually call them. I think they call them color temperatures. But um, I guess if you're thinking blue, blue light, you visualize it in your head, I guess you're generating this sort of energy field round about you. I know this sounds very airy-fairy, but it does seem to work. But but it, it does work. This is between your eyes and slightly above is is like is what sometimes is called the third eye. Yeah, the and pineal, you, yeah, yeah. Yes. And you can generate if you just imagine light being generated from there and filling, you know, just as if it were like a like a liquid, filling all around mm-hmm. you, filling the room, surrounding you, surrounding your loved ones. This works in a and it, it can work at a distance. I, I had uh, some people I love who were going through some tremendous problems, financial problems. He couldn't get a job. It was awful. And they had a little baby. So the only thing I could think to do for them was to surround them with this light. So before I would, or as I was going to sleep, I would walk through their house, filling the house with light. And I did this for about a month and a half. And then I got a call. Everything had changed. He had a job. The baby was, I think it had been sick. It was healthy again. So you can do this. this is... It freaked me out, actually, to get this call, but it, it confirmed what I had been told is true. You can use light as protection for yourself and for others. 
Oh yeah, of course, of course you can do absolutely nothing wrong with that. But basically, it's whatever works. Yes, you, 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 just literally whatever works. If you think it's going to work and it works, then then go for it. I mean, yes, there are no absolutes in this. Absolutely not, because mainly because there is no consensus of opinion about what we're dealing with. That's that, right. That, that That's because true. this is going to lead us into school quite quite handily because because they were dealing with things there as well. And in point of fact. A lot of the things that happened during the school experiment, I saw reflected with an entity that I was dealing with while I was writing the last book, uh, you know, about Project Phenomena. That, but, um, yeah. Before we get to school, I'd like to just sort of finish that thought because a lot of people are sort of creeped out so far by what we've mm. said today. Really? And, okay. And, and, well, I, I hear <laughs> from them, and I know I'll hear more. So let me just yeah, yeah. sort of finish talking about negative entities. I'm going to ask Brian to tell us what some of the main kinds are. But the key in all of this is do not court negativity. No, don't yeah. be hateful. Don't be angry. Don't think bad thoughts about anybody. And never say, you know, never flirt with like Satanism or any any negative kind of energy at all. Think love. We talk about this every week on, on Seek Reality. Think love. Think positivity. All of those good things, and you have protected yourself better than you possibly could do it any other way. If you live in love, you cannot be touched by any of this. Is that no, right? Ab- Tell me if I'm wrong. No, 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 you're absolutely right. But in point of fact, Roberta, um, to be perfectly honest, I would say now that, that I tend to leave a lot of this stuff alone, okay? Yes, yes. That, that a, a friend of my, Steve, I, I, I good friend of mine, Steve Mira, he actually started the magazine that I actually edit. Um, he's somebody you want to have on your show sometime because I think you'll find Steve is a very, very good a very good interview guest. That, that Steve and I have been around this game so long that we know there are things that we will actively leave alone. I mean, there, are, there are cases now that I just would not get involved in. Quite frankly, I would just walk away from it. It's not because I'm frightened. It's because I just don't need the hassle anymore. Because right. you're asking me what kind of entities, are, you know, are there archetypal entities, if you like. The answer to that is no. I don't think there are any, there are any type of entity any worse than the other. But oh, neg- okay. A, a, yeah, well, you can call them demons, you can call them harpies, you can call them anything you like. They are just negative energies, negative entities. I don't think any are any more powerful than any of the rest. It depends on how you interact with them. I think they all they exist on one particular level. I don't think any any are any more evil or any worse than any of the rest of them. They're all just negative entities. And the best thing you can do, as you rightly said, is do not get involved in Satanism. If don't watch horror films, for example, don't yes, watch. Absolutely yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, don't watch particularly supernatural horror films because some of these films get it right on the nail. In fact, I will say this without, and, and I would argue anyone this point: the most frightening film I have ever seen any time is The Exorcist. Simply, oh, yeah. beca- simply because that was absolutely accurate. In fact, you may not know oh. this. Yeah, you, you may not know this, but at one time, the, 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 when the, the Vatican obviously had its own team of exorcists, and the guy that used to run it was a Father Gabriel Amort, was his name. He, he is, he's, he's now deceased, he's gone. But he was the guy that ran, if you like, the, the exorcism department of the Vatican. And he recommended that any priests who were aspiring to be exorcists should watch that film because it was so accurate. Okay, and and so to the point that he said it was almost a, a, a 
a, a handbook of how to deal with exorcism. Oh my word! Yeah, absolutely true. And the, the film still has has the ability to shock. It really does because it was so accurate and, and yeah. so true to life, you know. And so, so don't watch that stuff. I mean, it's easy, everybody, to protect yourself by protecting yourself. Uh, think of this as as the worst, most horrible physical contagion you can imagine just as you wouldn't go into a a leper colony so you don't go near this stuff and there's another thing we should just point out some people for various reasons just attract these things um Mm -hmm. one kind is called um shadow men or shadow Mm -hmm. beings Mm -hmm. and they'll they'll literally pick on a specific person eve starting as a child and try to scare this person at night because they they can't even be seen and when there's any kind of light so for heaven's sake if if your child says mom i'm scared of somebody in the closet believe the child put a nightlight in that room and then never for the rest of his life should your child sleep without a nightlight because the nightlight generally is all you need to, to to drive them away well, Roberta, can I just say? Yes, a, please. A, yeah, a lot of people don't really realise this. That, that I think that one of the reasons that I had my encounter at two years old, and that a lot of kids have these, if you like, invisible friends that they talk to. Because my son certainly did. He used to talk to this man that came into his room, sat in the bottom of the bed, and used to talk to him. We used to hear him talking to him, long conversations with him. But the thing is that the kid, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, ch- children's minds exist naturally in the alpha state. Okay, yeah. uh, they, they just do, and the alpha state, as you probably know, is one of the prerequisites for having a paranormal experience. Right. So kids, kids, if you like, are already locked and loaded to, to have these experiences. Wow! And, and it's only as we get a little bit older that that, that our, our, our minds, our brains, operate in slightly different frequencies, alpha, theta, delta, and all the rest of it. Yeah. But, um, that, yeah, that, that, they operate anyway in, in the alpha state, so they are very, very likely to have these experiences. So this is why if a kid say that, that somebody's in the room and they're talking to them, as long as they're not harming them, leave it, leave it alone because they'll go anyway. Eventually, they, they will just go. So, it, I mean, it, it is. That's a wonderful point. If if the child's not afraid, then everything is fine. Um, sure. I, I, my grandchildren had, had invisible friends too. But if you, if your child is afraid of the dark or says there's somebody there in the dark, believe mm. the child, mm. get a nightlight, that generally fixes the problem for good. So, all right, that's all good. So you can protect yourself. And even the best way to protect yourself is never even go near this stuff. Sure. Um, and, and but now let's talk about school. Now this oh, yeah. school was ninety six to ninety nine or something like that. Around then, yeah. Tell us the story. Okay. There is a little village called School. Okay, it's in, near a place called Dis in Norfolk, and that isn't Norfolk, Virginia. That's that's Norfolk here in the UK. Okay, which is which is on 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 the east coast of England. And this group of people, read by a guy called Robin, whose name, oh God, damn, the, the name Foy. is... Foy, Robin Foy. Robin right? Foy, that Robin right. Foy. I've spoken to him a couple of times on the phone. Yeah. Um, yeah, Robin and, and some, some associates decided that they were going to try and attempt to get categorical proof that there was an afterlife. Okay, and, and they were going to try and do it, and, and if you like, inverted come with scientific methods, and they were going to get a lot of, if you like, overseers and mentors, like from the, from the, SA, the SPR, the Society for Psychical Research, and various reputable organisations to come and oversee the experiments they were doing. So that, if you like, the purpose built this room, 
down in the basement of a cellar. There was only one way in, one way out, a flight of stairs down into it. Yes. And they put in this room, like basically just a table and some chairs. I think there, there, there was uh, obviously lights and stuff. And I think that like a, a tape recorder, but just bits and pieces that they had in this room. Anyway, they started holding seances in the room. And um, just that stuff happened. I mean, they were able to make contact. Mrs. Bradshaw was one of the women that, that one of the entities actually spoke to them. There were several of them. In fact, I, unfortunately, one of my friends called Nick Kyle, he was actually present at some of the stuff that went on in school, and he can actually vouch for some of the stuff that he saw. One of the strangest things he saw at school, and he said it was for all the world like a little spaceship. This thing is just float. Yeah, really. Seriously, this thing, little rocket, and it's floating around the room. There's like flames coming from the from the back end of it, and it's floating around oh the room. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so that's what I thought. Wow, you know. So yes. Yeah, yeah, they saw all this, but the, but the point is. They were getting physical manifestations. They were being touched by things. They were able to hold hands with, with, with things that were manifesting. And the hands weren't warm and cl- weren't cold and clammy. They were warm, just like human hands. Yes. But, but the thing is, the hands stopped. There was no wrist. There was no arm. Yes. There was, there, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, reading yeah, that. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the whole point was that the, at school, they, they were carrying on. They, they were taking film. They were getting film stock used, 35 millimeter. This is before digital photography was really anything like, you know, commonplace. They were just using 35 millimeter film to, to, to get a lot of these images. And some of the images were of, were of faces. There were people. But but the strangest image of all, and it was one that when I was reading the book, in fact, if you can get it, it's called The School Experiment by Grant and Jane Solomon, is the name yes. of the book, Grant and Jane Solomon. It's an absolute definitive work in this. And um, they produced an image, and they called the, 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 the entity an image, they called it blue. Okay, And they called it blue simply because... There was like a blue wash over the film. It was just the way, the way it came out. And But this entity was there. This is a grey alien. And I swear to God, this is what it is. It's a multidimensional entity, and it is, it, it's a grey. It's one of the greys. Okay? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Now, they were able to establish that there are various levels of reality apart from ours. There's some on one side and some on the other. And ours is like, like a highway through the middle of it all. Now, depending on how far you go, these greys, these grey entities, let's just call them greys, but they aren't, but let's call them greys. They live in one reality, they are in one parallel line that's alongside ours, and sometimes they can interact with us. But there are other entities on the other side of them that live in their own parallel reality. Yes. And they hate us with a passion. Because we are copper, we are corporeal. We are real. We are flesh and blood. We have feelings. We have emotions, and they hate us for that because they don't. Now, the school experiment went on, and it was getting better and better. They were getting more and more proof, and they were building up images. They were getting reports coming through, stuff coming through. It's arriving in the room, and um, eventually they were told to stop it. Okay, and they were told to stop it by entities. Outside, the, if you like, the, 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 the plane of existence that the greys dwelt on or that these other negative, really negative things dwelt on, these things were coming from the future. And th- these things from the future were telling them to stop it, to stop the experiments, shut it down because it was getting too dangerous. Now, they didn't specify what the dangers were. 
but they, they specified it was too dangerous, they should stop it, and as far as I know, it's never been restarted. And that was like 20, getting on for what, 28, 19, 20 years ago. Yes. Although, although Nick Kyle, he's wanting to restart it up here in Scotland, and, and I think he was kind of half hoping that I'd get involved in it as well, but it's a fair distance to travel where he lives, and so it wouldn't be really too practical. Well, it would be practical, but it mean like a couple of hours travelling both ways. But, um, yeah, Nick would like to start it up again. But um, there are very, there's a lot of scope for things to go wrong when you when, when you get involved with this. And you need to be very sure that you weren't taking anything that you shouldn't be taking home with you, home with you. You know, right. the, everything that you did there would be left there and you could walk away from it and then you'd be safe. Now, the strange thing is, this is where what happened with school and the, and the fact that they were told to shut it down because it was getting too dangerous. And these this instruction was coming from, from the future that... Um, this is where it ties into Project Phenomena, and especially this entity called Becky that, that, that I mentioned. In fact, I devote a whole chapter yes. in the, to this entity called Becky because it's I fascinating. Remember, yes. Absolutely yes. fascinating. Now, I remember having a Skype call with Becky, not face-to-face because it's not real. And incidentally, I must, I must confess, and, and I know Don doesn't like me saying this, that I don't think Becky is human or was ever human, but, but, but that's another story completely. <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. But but the whole thing about this Becky is, I'm having the, the Skype call ostensibly with, with Don, but Don is talking to Becky via an Olympus digital recorder, and he's relaying the questions to Becky that I'm asking. And and sometimes he's having to interpret what she's saying, but sometimes I can hear them quite clearly, so I can actually hear what this thing's saying to me, what it's replying to me. Now, one of the questions that I asked was, was this was it, she, it, connected to the Watchers, and was it connected to the Nephilim? I think you'll be aware of what I'm talking about there. Is that right, uh, Roberta? Yeah? The, the Watchers and the Nephilim? Yeah? Wait, why, don't, why don't you explain? Explain nope. to everybody. Pooh. Well, the Nephilim were the offspring of fallen angels and human women. Okay? And the, and the Watchers were, if you like, the entities that, that were oversaw what all this when it was going on. I'm going back to pre-biblical times. I'm going back to the beginning of time. And these and these Nephilim were the end were the end were the the, the offspring as say of the fallen angels and human women. Now this is talked about in the Bible. They talk about this yes. you know the the, the, the It's alluded the to. I mean they don't explain, but it's it's, no, it's very 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 powerful alluded to. But but the point is that I asked. Becky, was she involved with the Nephilim and the Watchers? And the answer that came back, and I can feel the hair rising in the back of my right now, back back of my neck right now. The answer that came back was, "He's on the right lines." So, and that was all she would oh. say. Yeah. Now, as far as shutting the whole thing down goes, Don found out that there are a race of beings that he called Lightertons or Lightertons. I can't be any more specific than that. I don't even know how to spell it because I've never come across this term before. But Don says these things are out there. Now, when Don's asking questions or he was asking Becky questions, and, and there's more than Becky involved in this because there's a lot of entities float around Don. And um, when he was asking questions, if the questions get too pointed or too detailed, he said it was incredible because... They'd be in the middle of a conversation and Becky would be answering them and then suddenly the whole thing would be just drowned out in a wave of static. 
And, and this was the light attendants coming through and shutting the conversation down because they considered it was going too far. There were too many details getting um, passed across. Yes. And in that, so in that way, it parallels what happened with the school experiment, that the, 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 they were told to shut it down because these entities from the future were deciding it was too dangerous. The, the direction they were going in, it was too dangerous and they were to shut it down and stop doing it. And it's, not, it's never happened since. But, um, yeah, this thing, the thing about, see, Steve and I, this never appeared in the book because we didn't get around, we never got around to finishing it, but one of the chapters in the book would devise 20 questions, or 25 questions, I think it was, no, 20 questions it was to actually ask this thing, Becky, relating to what it did and, and what it was and all the rest of it. Well, we got around, I think we wrote about, we got around to about 15, no, we got the 20 questions out. You know, what was it? Where did it come from? What was like? What was it like on its side? You know, the stuff of the general stuff, you know. And the thing was, some questions answered, some it was madden, maddeningly obscure about, and some it wouldn't answer at all. It just would refuse to answer, point yes. blank, wouldn't give us answers. Yes. Now, this is why this didn't appear in the book, because there was no point in just putting in some of the questions, because some led into others, and they led into others, and it was a sort of logical progression. So it was a pity, but we just, I just couldn't include that in the book, because basically, some of, it just wouldn't answer some of it. So, so everyone, everyone. So, so what are we taking from this? There are, there are apparently are levels of energy even below the level of this reality of of the universe and, and above and above. It's well, of course, we we know about above because it goes <laughs> all the way up to the the Godhead. But but there's this there's some that's below, and the the lower the vibration, the more negative, the more evil, really uh, any anything is. They're, but also, the, the, they don't have power. The, the the lower the vibration, the weaker they are in terms of power. I mean, there are those shadow men who who are trying to scare you, but they they disappear if there's any light at all. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's weak. Let's say that's. Weak, but that doesn't mean they can't scare you. That doesn't mean you shouldn't respect the fact that you cannot court negativity in your own life because if you do, you might attract some very unpleasant entities. Try to read about school if you can because they were they did some things which really I don't think anybody has ever in a documented doing in a disciplined way. For example, they would take brand new um, uh, film and they would unwrap it. And it would be inspected by a scientist and put on the table while all of this was going on. After the seance, they would open the wrapper and they would find all kinds of pictures and and writing and all kinds of things on this never-before-exposed um, film. This just all kinds of things. And as you pointed out, apports, a newspaper that arrives that's like 100 years old or I can't remember how old – Plops on the table. It's brand new. You can see it smells from the printer. It's 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 white, and then over a couple of days, it it ages. I mean, amazing things that are just beautiful and wonderful that were done by good spirits. It's just a pity that the that the portal opened wide enough that they got these negative entities too. And um, I, I that's essentially what I had heard. I had heard too that there were some very evil entities that were trying to time travel. Um, to us from other other time dimensions as well and that that was something that um, we couldn't risk bringing in that kind of of of, uh, contagion that kind of uh, infection 
But this is all really interesting stuff. I'm so glad you're here. I love talking to you, and I love listening to you, to be frank, too. To Americans, you sound just wonderful. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> oh, it's, now what, what do you want people to remember about, about all of this? And, and what respects, Roberta? Well, I mean, we're, we're, we're coming to the end of our time, and, and yeah. what thoughts might you leave with us? Well, um, be cheerful. <laughs> yes. Lo- love each other. Um, be respectful to one another, and whatever you do, do not hate. Do not hate because hate is the most negative uh, energy yes, of all. True, and, and true. that that will pull these things in quicker than flypaper. That will pull these in things in quicker than flypaper. Well, that's a wonderful way to summarize all of this. We can protect ourselves, and the absolute armor is perfect love. The closer we are to that, the safer we are. Um, Thank you, Brian. This has been so much fun. Brian Allen, he, we will have him back, if only because you have, every time I talk with you, I learn new interesting stuff. Good, good. But, <laughs> but, but we, we are coming to the end of our time, so you know, we, we have a few things we need to say. This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm delighted you were here today. And please never forget that you, in particular, are a powerful, eternal being. You never begin. You never will end. When you really get what that means, it will make your life better in every way. Next week, we'll be talking with Riley Haggerty. He'll be here for the fifth time to talk about his book, Spectral Evidence 2. He was here several months ago, and we talked about Spectral Evidence 1. Riley is doing the wonderful and indispensable work of gathering and preserving some of the abundant communications that were received from the dead during the heyday of afterlife communication that began in the latter part of the 19th century and extended to maybe 1940 at the end. Riley is a wonderfully dedicated man. He's also... very enjoyable person to talk with. He has such a zeal for this work and a delightful sense of humor. So I always enjoy when we get to have him on and he'll be our guest next week. Please be sure to join us. Today we've been talking with Brian Allen, who, my goodness, Brian, you always amaze me. He's been here for the second time. He's the author of the wonderful White Crow book, Project Phenomena, Evaluating the Paranormal. I've read this book. I think it's terrific. He's also the editor of Phenomena magazine. Now, do we just go online to to find that, Brian? Is that an online magazine? No, absolutely. It's phenomenamagazine.co.uk. Yeah, and and the magazine's free. There's like eight years' worth of stuff up there. So it's free to download. So help yourself, dig in. It's absolutely free. And and if you see something you like, you'll get my email contact on there. Just get in contact with me. I'll be more than happy to, to, to chat to you. I'll leave it in the comments to uh, this uh, program, and I'll also um, send you his personal um, website, which is fascinating. But this week, our topic has been all bad stuff. I don't want to know about this stuff, but forewarned is forearmed. We're we're trying to give you information that will keep you safe from being harmed by any negative entity that's not in a body. Just remember, the more evil and fear-based entity is, the weaker it is. It can't hurt you. It can, though, make you absolutely miserable and scared to death. So keep these things out of your life. It's not hard to do. Just be perfectly loving all the time. So long as you keep your mind based in love, you have nothing to fear. Now, as you know, my nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and in the fall of 2019, The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. 
children's books too, The Fun of Growing with Jesus and The Fun of Meeting Jesus. The second, The, the Fun of Growing with Jesus will be out also in the fall of 2019. You can get my books for, for Amazon, and the, of course the adult books are also available as audio books. If you want to talk about any of my books or anything at all, always know you can reach me through the contact block on robertagrimes.com. And I take four or five dates sometimes, but I do answer every email. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available on webtalkradio.net, realrevolutionradio.com, iTunes, iHeart, and a number of other stations, including the wonderful stations in the Dream Vision 7 radio family. And there's also, of course, um, a Seek Reality app available for free in the iTunes store. And if you ever wonder where we are, because we move around some, uh, you can always just go to robertagrimes.com and click the radio tab and find out what's new with us. Don't forget that every Sunday uh, there's a new blog post, and they, they come in series. So if you feel as you, if you're getting there in the middle of a series, just go back a few weeks or a month, and, and you'll be able to, to catch on. Um, this is where I try out new ideas. I try out concepts. I try out and try to better understand and how things fit together so it can be fun to spend time and, uh, and some people do commenting and talking about these blog posts each week um, I'm trying to make this as easy as I can for you the news is all good you are perfectly loved you are perfectly safe nothing can harm you as A Course in Miracles says nothing real can be threatened and nothing unreal exists and that, that lies the whole secret you exist, you are real, and you are of God, and there's nothing that can harm you. So don't want to scare you today, but I do want to make you have a healthy respect for the fact that if you court negativity, it can make your life really, really miserable. Meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy, please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you in particular are a powerful, eternal being, and you, most of all, are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.